Hey everybody, it's your boy Bigby. Uh, just wanted to give a little heads up going into this episode. Uh, this one was actually recorded uh, about like a month or two ago, actually just after the holidays ended and we were getting back into the swing of things. My PC died and uh, so I had to wait on things to get replaced before I get back into my hard drive and uh, get back to the uh, the episode data that we had recorded. So, uh, a little late, but, you know, uh, it's here, and, uh, hope you guys enjoy the show nonetheless. get back into things it's basically as soon as we got back there was it was go 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 which is fine but uh yeah the holidays were nice for sure always a a good good break i think everybody across the globe was kind of (laughs) like waiting for some sort of uh reprieve just to sort of recoup and recharge a little bit and Mm -hmm. uh, we, we got that to an extent but then it just was like oh wait we have to go back and resume all of this (laughs) yeah but i mean no there's good things on the horizon, I guess, but I mean, you know, things aren't going to get better overnight either. So I guess it's just, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. keep on as you've been keeping yeah. on. But. And to be fair, like, I, I find that as much as I enjoy the time off, like having a routine is something that I kind of need. Like I found that even like, like I get up at 5 a.m. every day, which is, I think you guys oh, wow. probably know that already. Yeah, it's it's like a routine that I, I started several years ago and it's just kind of become a routine that i i have kept kind of accidentally over the years and now it's it's fairly easy to do but it's uh i don't know i found that even on weekends or even like on holidays i don't necessarily stop doing that like i will still get up at five or six a.m every day including weekends these days just because it's i find i feel worse if i break that routine so i think coming back to work is beneficial in the sense that you're not just kind of floating free form throughout the day and having no kind of anchor to guide you. Yeah, that's fair. No, um, I can, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Fuck, I just off my train of thought. It happens. Oh, I, I was just going to add in, I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, especially uh, during the vacation, oh, that's pretty bad with just being up really fucking late and then sleeping in pretty well into the day and then getting up and then it's like all right well sort of repeating that a bit and it doesn't help too especially during like the winter time with you know the days being so much shorter if you like sleep in even just a bit too much you know you're kind of like it's you're only seeing like this small portion of daylight and it's you know that kind of sucks when it's happening a bit too much Um, yeah but I've been uh, trying to get up a bit earlier because I, mean, I had a pretty bad habit late, or for a while, I should say, of especially with the working home stuff, of getting up like pretty much right at when I needed to be getting up, if or like much yeah. longer would have been too late, kind of thing. And uh, cutting her pretty close to getting in at the start of my day, so I was like, well, 
let's start trying to actually like get up you know earlier than that so you know instead um, of getting up at like 8 30 i'm getting up at like 7 30 basically now so which i mean is not nice a huge ton earlier but you know when i need to start my work day at nine and i'm trying to push that closer and closer to seven too so man getting up at 5 a.m does sound pretty nuts to me uh but i know what you mean in the sense that once you start like getting in that routine of getting up uh early or like at a certain time even mm -hmm. when you don't need to get up at that time your body just like just subconsciously does it yeah so i actually i wake up at like 4:55 pretty much every day before my alarm goes off. Okay. And uh yeah, so oddly enough, this was a routine that like like I don't have a reason to get up at 5 other than I kind of like being able to have some time to decompress. I mean, I'm not, nothing to decompress from. It's basically just sleep, but you know like I can kind of do whatever I want for a few hours in the morning before I have to go do other things. And I like that ability to just sort of wake up, have coffee, and it's like I can I can play games for a couple hours, I can browse the internet, I can do whatever I want really, and that freedom is really kind of liberating. And I, I used to be uh, like Big B with the uh, the staying up till like you know three or five a.m. some nights, mm -hmm. and uh, I always used to do that, and that's when I would work on music and things like that. But uh, I just I don't have the capacity to do that as much anymore, and I find. It's not just because I'm getting older, because like I am getting older, but I think it was more that I, I moved that time to the morning and did that every day instead of just kind of like a few nights a week staying up till 2 a.m. or something like that. And I find it's 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 more you still get that extra free time, but it's more consistent and you're able to keep it more consistent because it's not as, you know, damaging to do it kind of like, you know, I, I'm going to bed at 10 today and then I'm going to bed at 2 a.m. tomorrow. It's, it's a more consistent routine, but you still get that extra time by doing it at like the same time every morning. Mm. yeah oh yeah especially um well in the sense that yeah it does feel better to do it in the do stuff in the morning because uh, that you feel like an actual start to your day like that's yeah. that just a good way to start your day versus uh oh i don't want to end my day like uh working and stuff yeah well and it's it's interesting too because like that routine started when and we're not going to go down this path i, I promise <laughs> But it was so that I could play more Destiny when the original oh, okay. ver, the original game came out and the, the expansion pack <laughs> Taken King came out. And I was working at a different job and I was just like, hey, it would be nice to fit some time in. So that's how it started. Nice. Um, and oddly enough, I did it long enough that it became it, it started getting easy and I just kind of stuck with it. And like now it's just like I said, like I wake up at 455 before before the alarm even goes off and I'm like wide awake. And I, I do think that like 5 a.m. is a more extreme version of that. I think a lot of people do the same sort of thing that I do, which is they, they get up early and they like that kind of solitude. And, you know, hey, I'm basically the only one up in my house at the morning and I have this time to have my coffee and do whatever I want. Really, it's good me time. Um, but like 6 a.m. would still net you the same benefit. But like 5 a.m. is pretty extreme. And I, I find that in the summers and like most of the, the year, it's really easy but then like when fall hit and you know the daylight savings time occurs um and with the winter and you sort of like you know that it being darker when you wake up in the morning it did get harder and i there was a couple you know weeks where i was debating okay do i need to bump this to six because mm -hmm. it's just it's it was a lot tougher than it normally <laughs> is but yeah it, it's it's reasonable to expect that too right like you know you're you're gonna have struggles to keep with that routine depending oh, yeah. on what things are going on but Getting up but even early. still 
Yeah, like it, it was still like, you know, I think initially that those first couple of weeks, it was an adjustment period, but then it, it kind of became more natural. Mm. No, that's definitely fair. Yeah. So, Bees, you were mentioning earlier about grabbing drinks. You, what was it you oh, had yeah. again to drink here tonight? Oh, so, well, I have uh, two different drinks with me. I have the uh, Smirnoff Berry Blast. Uh, like the red, white, and uh, oh, yeah, drink, yeah, the rocket pop, uh, yep. for our listeners. And um, I just love the stuff so much. I actually got the uh, hard stuff, hard version of it as well. Oh man, uh, yeah, I got yeah, that bottle again, of that very, stuff uh, still in my fridge, too. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Uh, but I'm currently mixing that with orange juice. Oh orange man, juice. It, it blends so perfectly together, in my opinion. Well, that's I gotta try good. that that's stuff. What about you, Big B? What do you got to drink? Well, see, this is a point of frustration for me right now. Because <laughs> here in Ontario, we're in a lockdown right now. <laughs> and because of, you know, the COVID stuff. And I want to get beer. I have been wanting to get some beer. But I don't think beer is worth going in person into a store for. Now, that's fine. Well, why not curbside pickup, right? You would, you would think. Because, yeah. you know, the, the LCBO offers that, which for those of you listening who aren't Ontario people, um, that's basically our... That, that is the only liquor store or that really store. kind of exists in Ontario. Well, there's the technically thing. some other places that can now, but it's essentially like the government liquor store, and that's where you have to go buy your liquor from. That's where you get, like, technically really speaking. Like, yeah, vodka, whiskey, gin, yeah. Yeah. wine, beer. For, for our American listeners, that basically means it's like a convenience store, except there's only one, and it's the only <laughs> place you can go to, to buy what you need. Well, they have a. To be fair, there's a few of them in town <laughs> where we're at. We we've got, we've gotten better, but yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. They got a decent variety. Now, my one gripe with their uh, curbside pickup system is you have to meet like a minimum amount of money in your order to be able oh, really? to actually have curbside pickup for it, which okay. I think is fucking stupid. Because why oh. would you do that? Because then how, at that well, point you're basically just trying to get, hmm. Oh no, the the how limit's not small. Cool. It's like you need to spend like fifty bucks. Really? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah Are they stupid? I try. I tried earlier today to fucking order for curbside pickup a six pack of Asahi Super Dry because I'm a fucking weeb, and <laughs> no, that's not entirely why. It is good beer, but. Yeah, like it, it was like thirteen some bucks for that, and it's like no, you still got to add like another thirty seven bucks before you can put this order in. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay well, I'm not doing that. I don't want to spend fifty dollars at LCBO, but that's so Man, stupid, that's, right? Because that's, that's a really high then. limit. It's, yeah. yeah, but that's like, oh, well, if you don't want to buy fifty dollars worth of beer, if you just want to buy this one six pack of beer, you have to come in person into the store. So yeah. it's like, okay, so anyone who wants to buy this but doesn't want to spend that if they still want to commit to that purchase you're basically telling them to take a risk yeah it's it's punishing the reasonable people who are buying like moderate amounts of alcohol in a pandemic and, and, and only, really like you know yeah. 
Yeah, the only we should be like encouraging people to, to spend like, fifty dollars every time. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, I can understand. Like, I just don't understand it. But, yeah, I can understand having a limit, but I do think yeah, fifty dollars is a bit high. Yeah, if it was that, twenty-five, like, I would feel a lot more like yeah, eh, it's a high but reasonable. Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. like twenty-five, thirty be getting up there. I could at least maybe understand it. 30, I would say, is even probably too much. 25 is even kind of pushing it for me. 20, yeah. I could maybe understand. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, you're, you know, if you're buying a, you know, alcohol, 20 bucks, that's not going to get you a ton. Like, you know, most people are yeah. probably going to cr- reach that line or cross it. You know, that's fair. Not that you have to, but just that, you know, that I could maybe get. Like, you know, if somebody's just like, I just want this one can of beer, it's like, well, you know, I could maybe understand yeah. them being like, eh. But even that, I think, should still be acceptable. I don't see any reason why you can't do that other than you just, like, I don't know. But I, like, and I'm not going to, like, I don't realistically want to try and, like, presume what their reasoning is for that or, or make, like, assumptions without really having any, like, evidence to back it. But it really does just kind of feel like they either... Like, like it's basically like they want to just try and like, well, you've already decided you want the alcohol and want to put in the order. You definitely don't want to come in person to the store right now. So why don't you just add a few more things to your order? And, you know, yeah. then they're kind of, you know, guaranteeing that every order they're getting in through that, which is probably going to be a lot higher right now, is, you know, kicking them at least 50 bucks per person. Yeah. Or at least per yeah. order. And I think that's a little gross. you know just that's how it looks from the outside i don't know if that's necessarily what the thought process was but i mean you know like i would be willing to hear what their you know their reasoning is but at the same time that reasoning kind of has to be like a pretty good justification for what's looking a little rough from the outside and the thing okay and to really put it in perspective for you (laughs) (laughs) Not to drag on this rant too long, but the reason this pisses me off to such a degree is because there are now, of course, in in our town, and as with a lot of places in Canada now, particularly in Ontario, a few different dispensaries where you can go and legally purchase marijuana now. Well, the one store that... uh, Well... Yeah, so it used to be a store downtown that I think you know the one I'm talking about, Zoo. The one that had the dog on the front of the oh. window. I don't think I know that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they moved up near where the Walmart is. And I'm not going to really yep. worry about us saying we have a Walmart because everyone has a fucking Walmart <laughs> these days. Yeah, I, I know. They rebranded, but... right? Not Walmart. Yeah, the, yeah. The other so, one. So, the yeah, they're... Um, yeah, so... Yeah, they moved over there, and um, but now with everything going on with all the COVID stuff, they've actually done a thing now where you can go online, put in your order, and they will deliver it to your place for free. Hmm. They'll deliver it? Really? They will deliver it straight to you. Oh, and wow. it's, like, I'm going to say, it's pretty fucking surreal, because, like, like, last week on Friday, I was just, you know, at work, at my desk, and I'm like, you know what? I just brought up the site, put in an order, and, like, in less than two hours, they were, like, over there with, like, a pack of fucking pre-rolls. And I was oh, just, wow. that's it. I was set. Yeah. And, like, earlier this week, even, we were just trying to stock up on just our, you know, just the, our regular bud. Because, you know, 
my boyfriend and I go through a decent bit in a lot in you know a certain period of time just because we're both smoking mm-hmm. it here and there and, and whatnot but um you know we try to stock up for like a good period of time so we went and we bought like 25 grams off the site and yeah like same thing just not even like two hours later driver's here here you go and that's it just yeah. a wow. quick debit card reader at the door and i got fucking i think the uh, grams oh, you, you <laughs> like at when they delivered yeah oh wow okay that's see that's like another extra like layer like oh wow jeez. yeah and on top of that they have like text notifications the whole thing you will get like a custom text notification that'll yeah. be like, "Hey, you're you're dry like this person name is like on their way there to deliver your order," uh, and it'll say uh, like, "Keep your eyes peeled for a stoner in like this type of vehicle." Like it'll tell you like what car they're driving, basically <laughs> to know like who to look for. Okay. It's yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of a different frontier, eh? Like it's it's weird to think these days that that's just how things are, but like. Uh, the the F and F store we have downtown as well. Um, my wife has, oh, yeah, yeah, has ordered yeah. stuff from them, and, and they actually they have delivery too now. Um, it's it's supposed to be same day, but it kind of depends like how late in the afternoon you oh. order it. Um, but yeah, and she's she's ordered from them, and uh, they have a same sort of same day delivery thing depending on what time you order it. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's weird because like obviously you know when I was in high school the prospect of that ever becoming a reality and kind of oh man it, it just it's it's weird that it's so normal now it is and... it's a such a weird feeling that yeah like five years ago you couldn't even well no yeah yeah five years ago you couldn't even think of doing that yeah and now it's like well oh, wow. i still remember it's just uh, so easy i still remember that one day uh we were downtown zoo i think it was with you mm-hmm. and we were walking along in this like middle-aged woman just comes up to us like asking like where she can go buy weed basically <laughs> oh, uh, oh man i don't know if i remember that i remember maybe uh, I, maybe we pokemon I going that one time oh I remember, that, that was different uh, though that wasn't remember? weed related <laughs> that was bullshit but that wasn't weed related <laughs> no no i don't i so i know the one you mean i mean when we were walking by the uh one of the museums oh uh, we were that time and out front <laughs> out front of the museum there's a guy <laughs> sitting at a Jesus. picnic table with a like a what like a three feet long bong and he's just Jeez. sitting there chilling out yeah. on the front porch of this like technically oh, yeah. I, I think it's like a national park because it's like you know it's a government like right protected. on the right on the waterfront yeah, yeah. And he's just really? sitting on the waterfront at a picnic table with a three foot tall bong, oh, just like chilling. And like, like he, and God. we just, we just saw him, and we just started laughing. Like, good for you, buddy. Oh, oh man. man, that wasn't too long after legalization either. No, no, he didn't <laughs> waste any time. Were celebrating. <laughs> yeah, really. He got right down to it. There's actually that uh, that 24 hour convenience store um, that's right near our place. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay, it it was right near our place. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, actually, okay, no, I gotta stop myself really? because what we have. Uh, we, oh, I'll build up the intrigue as we head into the intro because we have not introduced the episode yet. So yeah, this is uh, episode nice a balcony banter. <laughs> How's it going, you guys? Welcome back. Hello. It's uh, we uh, got your boy uh, Big B. Oh, and I am and... <laughs> the return of Zoo. Yeah, we got the, the return, return of, of Zoo guy on here. Mr. Oh, Zoo himself. 
Zutu, How you if you will. Buddy? Yeah, how's not it going? Bad. I'm good. Happy to be here once again. Thank and you. I promise not, not to bring up whatever game that was we talked about last time <laughs> nonstop, which I won't even mention because I'm just over it. Yeah. <laughs> You're over it? <laughs> I'm so over I don't fucking believe oh, you. Though, okay, well, I'll, I will I'll say, say before man, I get back I into... Well, what what I'll say, and I'll I'll just say this on it. I I do understand your pain in regards to the, like having this game that you love to play all the time, but like no one else in your friend group wants to really play it with you, um, because that's me with Deep Rock Galactic now. <laughs> oh yeah, I am very hard into that game, but there is like no one else in our friend group who would really play it with me. <laughs> Dougie's got okay, it. Well, Dougie play doesn't it. really ever play it. Play it for six years and then get back to me. <laughs> Alright, well, well alright. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I guess you got a little I, bit I feel, guess you got a little bit of lead time on me, but I have put that's over hundred right. hours into that game, but it, I have not owned it for very that's long. Pretty solid. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. You, do you want me to, do you want me to tell you uh, my uh, my hour count for uh... <laughs> on Destiny one or two? Uh, just on two. I, I fear this will be brief. <laughs> so okay, so there's yeah. some idle there's some idle time in the social hub space, obviously because it's on PC. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sitting at 2246 hours right now. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Which is wow. even I can admit is fucking insane. That's oh man, high. I wish. Actually, I think there is. I think there might be a way to calculate how much time like I've spent playing League of Legends. Oh, oh yeah. man, I don't. Oh, oh. I, like, I know there are way worse numbers than like in my friend group compared oh, yeah. to me, but with just me alone, oh man, I don't. Well, uh, I gotta figure out how to calculate that, but it's, yeah. it's an astonishing <laughs> amount of numbers. Oh, I'm sure. Oh well, yeah, any any game that's like that that you can kind of come back to, and it's it's exactly. not just like I play this campaign and then you're done. Those those ones can eat up time. If I could figure out a way to calculate on Xbox, it would. But uh, for Destiny. On PC, at least, I have 239 hours. Oh, yeah, but I have a, I definitely have a lot more than that on Xbox. Yeah. Well, I have I have a surefire way. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say that's a fair bet. I don't know if I've ever played that much of any game, really. Yeah, it's, There's it's maybe some, but it's, yeah, I don't know played a lot of well, games but i don't know if i've played any one quite that much i have oh, a proposition right, fair. for you though oh what's the proposition the proposition is there's only one surefire way to get me to not talk about destiny and that's to distract me with something else that i can ramble on incessantly about oh okay. well i would propose you tell me what you've been listening to lately music wise because that's a so, that's a good topic oh that is a good topic uh mu music i've been listening to Oh man, um, I in terms of uh, genres, I've just been kind of listening to what I normally listen to, like a bit of a uh, uh, hip hop, rock, uh, rap, uh, pop stuff like that. Um, but in terms of uh, artists, though, I've been kind of getting into a few songs from Selena Gomez's <laughs> album released yeah. from last year. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do not know any Selena, but if I heard it, I wouldn't know it. But I, I am, I will, I will back you up. I have a playlist in Spotify called Girl Pop, and it's like Ooh. Katy Perry, 
Uh, let me let me call it up here. But anyways, I oh, I, I will back I you know, up. I, I like I know I like one of good the female pop artists. There. I know Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, oh, Rihanna. <laughs> let me let me yeah. find this. Fucking Zoo and I have jammed out many a time to a good Carly Rae track. <laughs> so just a short list I've got. Uh, it's one oh, track wow. from each artist, and there's 18 songs, but we've got um, a Tegan and Sarah song, a Taylor Swift song, Leona Lewis, Jesse Ware, Kylie Minogue, Madonna, Sia, Robin, Katy Perry, Nelly Furtado. I may have already said Gwen Stefani, but she's in there too. Mm. It's just like all your feel-good fucking jams of... Okay. Uh, girl pop most of them are written by a swedish man named max martin uh who is like the producer who has produced almost any song by like any of those people oh really modern era yeah he's he's like he's like a 40 or something year old uh swedish guy max martin and he he is like the producer you go to when you want like a female pop star to succeed well if you look him up on wikipedia you can just see like all of his credits for all of these famous tracks that were like huge hits you know in the last like 10 years um he may not be 40 he may not be swedish but i I believe it's max martin and he's uh he's a very prolific like hit hit maker uh but yeah, anyways, sorry. I, I I just I love girl pop. I like Carly Rae. I like okay. a lot of that stuff. It's a guilty pleasure for me. I think it's <laughs> it's feel good music. It kicks ass. I don't mind it. I think no. anyone who says you shouldn't listen to that because you're a guy is just not someone who likes fun. Yeah. Fuck them. Mm. Yeah. No, that's fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and especially because like, I don't know. I I feel like I'm someone who like. Because, you know, I'm not the straightest guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> needless to say, uh, from, you know, all the references to my boyfriend that I, I make on the show. But, uh, no, I... Dead giveaway. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being bisexual. Like, you know, I, I always had sort of a... Like, for a long time, even even after realizing I was bi, kind of like a very... I know, I view myself still as kind of hetero, and I mean, it's it's a common thing a lot of bisexual people talk about in terms of, like, having issues with, like, you know, oh, am I, am I not actually bi, am I actually just, you know, straight or gay or something like that, right? Yeah, but, well, there's just a lot um, of bi erasure in that after, regard. Yeah. Well, and I mean, especially given that I already have issues with anxiety to begin with, it's like, doubting myself yeah. is just like a second nature in a way. Um but no, uh, yeah, essentially, once I started dating Valentine, though, and, and being with him now, like, I don't know, I feel more in touch with kind of a, you know, less, you know, hetero, less feeling like I need to be, like, a masculine man all of the time, I guess, in that sense. But, like, I don't yeah. know, it's not to say that, like, you know, I'm necessarily more effeminate, but I don't know, just not necessarily having to feel like I need to be this, like, idea of what like a straight dude needs to be i guess i can just be whatever i want to be or however i feel like i want to be and yeah and i think that's how more people need to be in general like it's just you know listen to i mean i am want to enjoy i agree 100 percent, and i think that's awesome that you you you've begun to feel more that way and more comfortable about like just i am who i am and things like that um i am you know a heterosexual male and i i still feel like the same way that you do right like i um i i don't really care about a lot of stuff like that like i'm not i try not to care about perceptions of you know like like i i share the girl pop playlist around with people i you know i talk about it at work and our like our main slack channel because i think it's it's good music and i don't i think anyone who 
would judge me or think that I'm less of a man for liking that music is not someone whose opinion I really want to give a shit about. You know, yeah. like, like I don't know. And, and stuff like that in general, I think it just, just kind of bothers me. I'm the same way with, like, mental health. Right? Like you? this. <laughs> Yeah, the, the stigma of like, oh, well, you shouldn't talk about <laughs> mental health. So then everybody feels worse about it. It's like, uh, no, fuck that. Like, I've, I've got depression. I've had anxiety yeah. issues my whole life. Like, I don't know. It, I, I, those are just silly things that I think people need to get over. Um, so maybe they should get on doing that. Um, but yeah, music is good. Yeah, exactly. And these songs are fucking bangers. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. uh, but yeah, getting back to now, the music like conversation. Given, uh, given that we're, well, hold on, hold on a moment. <laughs> given we're talking about girl pop, though, what? I need to ask Zoo a question, <laughs> and I apologize to cut you off. What you got? I do, I do want to get back oh. to you, but I do want to ask: Have you listened yeah. to Rina Sawayama? <laughs> uh, I know. So she's she's the Japanese artist who does like the metal mashups with pop. No. Or am I thinking of somebody else? Who I am think I thinking you may about? be thinking of somebody else. Rina Sawayama yeah. is pop. She is telepop. Uh, oh, then no. Like so, uh, okay. That, like, she, thing I'll give you, though, she is, I believe she's Japanese, but I believe she's like, uh, she, I'm, I don't remember, and I don't, don't fucking, don't at me, don't get at me in the comments, I don't remember but she's either Japanese living in the UK or she's part UK, part Japanese. I don't quite remember which. And I do apologize if I've made a mistake. Yeah. But don't at me. But also, um, yeah, so she's really fucking good, though, is the main, <laughs> the main point I'm trying to get at, I guess. Um, she does, like, a style of pop, so like... Uh, Rina Sawayama, right? Because that's who I was thinking of. R R Rina Samo Sawayama. Yes. Okay. That is who I thought. But she has a lot of like, uh, like almost like cartoonish metal guitars in, in some of the songs that I previewed when this album came out. But it's it's extremely well received. I remember that. That's why I checked it out. Her uh, self-titled album Maybe. with her last name. Hmm. Maybe she has that, but... I don't know. Maybe that's the more recent release that I haven't listened to as much of. But I, I've heard a good few of her tracks and most of like her her initial like debut release, which uh, Rena, which was quite good. It's just like a style okay. of pop that I don't know. It felt like something I would hear more on the radio, like back in like the the early two thousands and stuff like that. Like I don't know. It's okay. like a, I can't think of the artist, but there's there's like some really big artists that she's very clearly inspired by. Like. I want to say Madonna, but I don't think Madonna is who I'm thinking of. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm uh, so it is. It know. is for sure the same but, same person. So I I have only listened to her 2020 album Sawayama, and you appear to only have listened to Rena, uh, her 2017 album. So maybe there's a stylistic departure. But based on what I heard on her 2020 album, if you already liked her 2017, you should definitely check it out because it was like almost like you know when there's metal in like anime songs with that kind of like. Like that oh, kind of, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff like okay, that, but it's mixed yeah. in with these like large theatrical pop elements, and it was it was like hugely well received, um, uh, critically when it came out, which is what like she was not on my radar until then, and then I saw that album got fairly uh, good reviews. So yeah, check it out. I think you would probably like it, maybe even more so than you do the uh, the album that you're familiar with. I will definitely need to do that, actually. But 
that's no, that's good though. I'm excited to check that out actually. Yeah, now bees. I wanna. Mm-hmm. I I do apologize yes. again for cutting you off before. I would like to now return the floor back to you, my friend. Oh no worries. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, this is kind of like its own different tangent. But um, uh, eh, fuck yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, ever since like I saw <laughs> Selena Gomez, <laughs> yeah. Ever since I saw Selena Gomez in like the first show she starred in. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's called Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Fuck it. Um, but, yeah, ever since, like, that show and, like, uh, everything after, I've just been, in like, in love with her, honestly. That's just, like, how I... That's just me, honestly. So, yeah, I just gave her new album from 2020, A Shot, and yeah. I found three uh, songs that I think are bangers. Nice. I should but check that out, because I... Uh... I'm not familiar with her musical output as much as, as a bunch of other people, so that's I a do good have recommendation. I do have a couple of other of her songs in my Spotify library. Mm-hmm. She comes out with some good good songs every now and then. Uh, but what I about can't say I've listened to much of a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't say I've listened to much of a Selena Gomez, um, but I mean, I, I'm not. Really, I don't like to be someone to write anyone off for for not having like. Uh, like without really like trying them out for myself at least to, to see if it's it's for me but yeah i don't know it's just not yeah. the kind of artist i i don't know i'm not someone to listen to a lot of like really poppy stuff although i not that i just like pop either though or i think that pop is like not valid but um obviously i mean i was just talking up you know carly ray and fucking rena here so i mean um but i you know it's just i know certain artists like that i don't necessarily gravitate as much towards i guess but um not that I'm some like fucking hipster either, fucking always oh, too mainstream. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What have I been listening to lately? I've been listening to a lot of weird shit lately. <laughs> um, which I mean, for for you guys to know me, <laughs> I, I get into a lot of weird shit. shit as it is sometimes. Um, some of the shit I show you, at least in terms of video content, I show you definitely gets there. Um, oh, I don't man, know because yeah, show. I listen to a lot of hip hop stuff. So well, yeah. Oh God. TV yeah. shows, YouTube videos, music. Well, you haven't shown me weird music, but oh, oh I've shown you weird music. I showed you that fucking track. Um, oh, what the fuck's his name? Um, the guy who did all the music for Nightmare Before Christmas, Danny Elfman. Um, oh yeah. He, okay. he put out Boingo uh, Boingo. He put out some new music, and uh, there's there's one. It's called I'm So Happy. Uh, that has a music video for it. It's uh, <laughs> oh boy, it, it, it has a very uh, like actually, because I had found out about the track from Anthony Fantano, and he said it had like an energy that kind of reminded him of the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. And I'll say it is, it definitely does, but it's fucking demented, <laughs> and especially yeah. with the music well, video. Oh boy, it's good though, it's very good, but it's <laughs> fucking weird. Oh, well, Danny Elfman was was also the front man of I, I think he was of the uh, the sort of 80s new wave band Oingo Boingo, which were they did this, the song that, Weird actually? Science, Only a Lad. Yeah, yeah. Like Oingo Boingo was his project, oh, yeah. I believe. Oingo Boingo. Um, uh, I know. Oh, don't worry. I know Oingo Boingo. I really like. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know a ton of their stuff, but I, I really like the song. Um, oh, Dead Man something. Dead Man's Party. 
Yep, Dead Man's yes. Party. Yes. I'm only familiar uh, with their greatest hits album, which is called Besto Boingo. Uh, but I, I had a tape cassette boy. version of that growing up, and it's it's a good fucking album. <laughs> um, man, I should try and check out more of this stuff. I hear a lot of good things about them, but oh yeah, okay, no, he is he was a part of Boingo Boingo. Uh, yeah, no singer songwriter for new wave band Boingo Boingo. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Shit, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, but no, because, um, yeah, so I've been listening. What have I been listening to lately? I was going to talk about some stuff, but, well, okay, so I like a lot of different things. I like hip-hop. I've gotten a lot more into hip-hop in a lot of recent years. Um, I've been listening to, well... I've listened to a decent bit of MF Doom stuff lately, just kind of um, yep. in sort of remembrance in, in some respects. But um, I, I mean, I've always really enjoyed his stuff, anyways. But it's I don't know it's it's a particular thing where I've just been um, closer to it right now, I guess, just given what had happened um, in some respects. But yeah, I uh, particularly listened to a lot of uh, the his King Ghidorah project, uh, "Take Me to Your Leader." that album is oh it's so good yeah um but i'd also actually recently <laughs> and as weird as this is gonna sound for as much of an mf doom fan as i am i actually uh for the very first time sat and listened through end to end uh mad villainy oh yeah which it, for as much as i've heard of mf doom it's it was weird to me that i never really spent the time to sit down and listen to like his most acclaimed album yeah <laughs> probably um yeah, no, there's there's definitely a lot of good shit on that album. I'm glad I listened to it uh, yeah. through, because it, it was a great experience with it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if I had to pick like a favorite track off that album, and the one that really struck me the most is probably Bistro, as odd as that is, because it's kind of just like an interlude skit. But it yeah. was a really cool moment, because I'd gotten into Mad Lib pretty recently as well, and yeah, kind of uh, great. exploring more of his stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, there's an early episode of the podcast where I talked about, uh, and I, in my recommendations, I had given uh, a shout out to an album that he was on with his, uh, I believe it was his brother. No, no, I don't believe it was his brother. But although I was interested to learn that his or uh, brother is uh, Alchemist, I believe. Or no, oh no, sorry, oh, no. it's oh no, it's yeah, his brother. Oh no, right? yeah. I sorry, I got mixed up. I. Because I think of those two together because of the work they did on the, the Grand Theft Auto soundtrack, and I really like the work they did for... Or GTA Five specifically, sorry. Because um, yeah. that was a, a really great uh, really great work that they had done. And I got into some of their stuff through that. And then, um, of course, hearing some stuff from Mad Lib, and just kind of having a realization that there's a lot of tracks I have in like, this hip-hop playlist that I listen to that it, it's a lot of different rappers, but there's a fair few tracks that are all produced by him. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Mad Lib is he's insanely though, um, prolific. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and a lot of what he does is really, really good too. Like I don't know, it's just the the style that he yep. sort of has with it. I just I vibe with so much. But it's um, the album that I was listening to, and I had thrown in the recommendations was uh, from when he was a part of this group called um, Oh my God, why am I forgetting the name of it now? <laughs> uh, Loop Pack. <laughs> was the name of okay. the group uh and it was with him and wild child and i'm forgetting the other guy's name 
Uh, but this was like way, way back before he um, he started with uh, Stone's Throw. Yeah. And um, that the album that I was shouting out was uh, called Sound Pieces to Antidote. And that album, I talked about on that episode, I think, was actually the one that got him discovered by uh, Stone's Throw founder Peanut Butter Wolf. Oh, yeah. And was okay. what basically got him signed to that album. Because that was the third album he put out with that group. And there's a track on that album, Zoo, called Answers, that I'm going to link in this our little Discord chat here. If you have not heard this track, you need to listen to it. It's uh, it's pretty <laughs> fucking good. sick. Yeah, man. But I, I, I really like that one. <laughs> to get back to where I was trying to get to originally, why I really like the track Bistro from Mad Villainy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't get too far off on my tangent. Uh, it, there's basically the whole thing is like, because of course the whole track is basically MF Doom, like, welcome you to this, like, bistro, bed and breakfast, cafe, lounge thing that's, you know, like being presented to you. It kind of like, it's sort of like a mood setter for the album because it's fairly early on. It's kind of just to, like, you know, introduce sort of the setup. But he, he's, like, introducing all the people around that are kind of, like, you know, taking care of things for, for this. Like, But he's, like, introducing, like, you know, we got, like, Madlib on the production. But he also calls out, like, and we got King Ghidra also, like, you know, helping out with the production and stuff. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we got, you know, uh, I forget. It's one name he calls out, I don't remember. But I know he also calls out, like, Victor Vaughn here. And we also got Quasimodo. And, uh, yeah. and then me, like, the supervillain. And it's, like, it was just such a cool representation because he he calls out all these different characters but they're all he's all in 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 all truthfulness only really referring to two people himself and mad yeah, it's him and then Quasi but he's basically Lib. using all these yeah yeah exactly and and uh but he calls out mad lib separately in the track directly as mad lib as well so it's it's that playing with the identities yeah. of like in these alter egos that they kind of prop themselves up with at points as sort of yeah. uh like different characters and stuff and treating them separately. Like it's, uh, um, cause actually on that same, uh, back on the take me to your leader album, there's one Dougie and I were talking about recently too, that we really like, uh, the track antimatter. Um, have you heard that one zoo? I don't think so. Oh, really? Um, so it's, it's, uh, MF doom rapping with, uh, the same guy he raps with on rap snitch knishes from mm food. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. It's that it's that same guy. And it's got actually kind of a very flow. similar vibe. Oh yeah. And he's super good on this track too. And this track is like way more like uh I don't know, it, it feels like a track to put on like really late in the evening and it's kind of just got this really cool, like l I don't know, this really smooth but kind of like late night, really kinda I don't know, it's got a really good vibe to it and just the way that uh both of them kind of sing over the chorus and with the the, yeah. the beat and everything, it's just Oh, it's got such a great vibe. Um, and honestly, I would say I prefer it to Rap Snitch Knishes, actually. Um, yeah. But why I really love that track is it's a King Ghidra track featuring MF Doom and Mr. Fantastic. That's funny. As it's officially listed on the album. So it's it's funny because it's Doom featuring on an album that he's making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, um, but, do, you, do you know Mad Lib's uh, Shades of Blue album from 2003? I don't believe I do actually. So, so one of the most famous jazz uh, record labels ever is Blue Note Recordings, who did a lot of like the classic stuff with like you know uh, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, like that that era of jazz, right? So Blue Note Records was 
like an institution in the jazz world. Um, and Shades of Blue was an album that Mad Lib did uh, where Blue Note Records gave him basically carte blanche to go through their back catalog and just make an album of of beats that sampled all of their their historical catalog of, of jazz records and stuff. Um, so it is a very good, like cohesive piece of music that you can like put on um, and listen all the way through. Uh, but I would heartily recommend it. It's uh, it's got some really good stuff on it. Um, I like Slim's Return is I think the second track on it. It's very good. Um, but if you like like jazz samples from like real jazz that is you know from a, a, the golden era of it, um, highly recommend that album. Um, yeah, that's that's like my my pinnacle of Mad Lib stuff. I mean, Mad Villainy is great too. But like I I just that Shades of Blue album I've been listening to since like the early two thousands. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I mean, no, I've been really digging a lot of what Mad Lib's doing. That sounds great, honestly. Like, jazz sampling's pretty good. I find, like, I know there's a little part of me that's a little bit tired of it in hip-hop production, but that's also because I just, like, just threw myself into, like, the infinite ocean that is, like, lo-fi hip-hop for a long time. And yeah. it's a really saturated, like, area of music right now. And a lot of people are just doing oh, really yeah. mediocre like jazz samples within a lot of their yeah. their stuff for it, and yeah, it, this... it gets a little tiring. But I, you know, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, I, Mad Lib, of course, like I would expect him to do well by it, yeah. obviously. So you know, so I would I would recommend that. But also, I just uh, linked you a playlist that is sort of my collection of my favorite like acid jazz, uh, jazzy beat stuff. Stay Frosty. Um, this was actually I, I made this playlist originally on eight tracks, which I don't know if you guys ever used that service. It was a website where you could make playlists of tracks, and you had to pick at least eight. I used to. Uh, so I used this, to listen to eight tracks a lot back when I was on my uh, placement during college. Actually, that oh, was yeah. actually uh, I that there was a playlist on there that actually got me on MF Doom back then. So this this was a playlist I created way back then, and it actually went like gold on the eight track site. Oh wow! Oh, like it, cool. it it kind of got very pop, fairly popular. So currently I'm looking at it right now, and it has 130 favorites and 3,207 plays. Oh wow! I'll link you. I'll yeah, link you so that. eight tracks yeah. bees was like a service you could go on to that. It, it was all playlists, but it was all like user made playlists, and you could source yeah. tracks from like SoundCloud or YouTube or, or different places, and okay. um, you could just listen to it through there. Um, you had to pay like a premium if you wanted like you know proper like full access to it. It's it's a decent service, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's all like user created playlists generally, so um, it's not like you can just listen to whatever tracks you want. You have to like you know find playlists that have it, but yeah. If you go dig around there, you can find some interesting stuff on that service. Though okay. there's, you know, obviously a lot of like, uh, I don't know, there, there's certain certain types of music are I think maybe a little easier to find than others on there though for sure because there's yeah. certain groups of people that like to use that site that I found or at least the ones that would come up for me a lot. <laughs> but maybe that's just <laughs> my own tastes kind of uh, resulting in that. But. Um, Keeping with the Mad Lib stuff, actually, there was an artist you had shown me an album for that I, and I feel kind of bad that I didn't, haven't given it like a super fair shake. Um, although I, I know a lot of people talk really, really well about it, and that was uh, Loyal Carner, his album that you had oh, sent yeah. me, the first one. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't listened to much of his other stuff since then, but I, I liked his flow and his style. I've always wanted to try to get more into like the UK hip hop scene as well and, and kind of experience that a bit more. Yeah. Um, I need to actually go. I've been wanting to try and go and listen to Slow Ties album. Actually, uh, nothing great about Britain. I believe is what it was titled. Because yeah. um, I know that one was getting a lot of uh, really positive uh, reviews as well. But um, I was kind of interested to check it out because I know he also did like collaboration with uh, Gorillas actually for their um, their most recent project they put out, which has been also getting good reviews. And actually, I would recommend from that project, um, there's a track they did with Schoolboy Q uh, called Pac Man. That track fucking slaps. Um, but. I found recently a track Lil Carner put out as a single uh, with Madlib uh, doing the production called Yesterday. Yes. And if you haven't heard this song, it is fucking... Ooh, it's ooh. it's very good. Hmm. I, uh, I really, really dig it. It's just, I don't know, it's got this, this really nice... Uh, like, the production's got this really... Um, it's kind of chill, but it's got this very nice, like... Uh, I'm not sure, oh, man, I really don't know how to like talk about music that well. Like <laughs> I, I have a thing I'm trying to say, but I don't know the instruments well enough or like how to describe the type of instrumentation that I'm trying to uh, get across. But he's basically sampling this track that's got this really uh, like big, loud kind of like uh, like brass instrumentation that's coming in. It's oh, yeah. got this really cool like it's got this really like. Uh, kind of like swagger kind of flair to it but overall it's still got like a very like kind of chill vibe and just like loyal's flow over it and stuff he's i don't know like the way he kind of uh he's he's kind of just kind of got this smooth kind of cool delivery to it but i yeah. uh, just with like his uk accent it, it sounds really fucking a cool lot of his anyways. stuff is like that he's got a very like it's a i don't want to say casual but he's got like a laid back flow but he also yes he he's not afraid to, to like it. turn on the swagger when he like he wants to so like oh yeah his first album yesterday is gone right like there's a lot of like very low-key like he's just rapping about like casually like oh this girl's in my apartment or like he's talking about his relationship with his mom and things like that um, but then there's also, you know, the opening track, which is probably his most famous, which is the Isle of Iran, which is the one that has this like choral background of, of like uh, a choir singing. And it was actually used in like, I think it was Tanqueray, but it was used in a gin commercial um, okay. because there's like this big brass band in the background. And that's one of the, these tracks that has like a lot of swagger behind it. Um, but yeah, I, I just like how, it, you know, he's I wouldn't call him like the best rapper I've ever heard or anything, but like the way he delivers everything feels effortless to him. And that's a really appealing thing to me in terms of the rap that I like to listen to. So, you know, some of them are, you know, they're not all, you know, aggressive or, you know, attempting to be like a really skilled, like, oh, look at my flow. I'm, I'm just like doing this to show off. Um, but when he needs to do stuff like that, he's easily capable. No, he. I. I'll say. I listening to that track has made me want to check out more for sure. Yeah. So I. Yeah. No. He. I. I'm definitely sold on his his ability for sure. Yeah. Um. I think I just remember. I don't remember necessarily why. It was quite a while ago. I tried listening to his album, but I think there was just something about the tone of it. It just wasn't feeling as much. I guess. But. Yeah. I. I don't know. I can also be kind of picky about that. Like the kind of. If if it doesn't hit me with the right kind of mood, I have trouble kind of getting into it. Even though like, I can still respect it's good music. Yeah. I don't think it's bad, but it's just like I'm not really feeling like listening to this right now. Yeah. But like it's 
that's you know, stuff you should come back to always because I, I find that like there's oh, times yeah. I'm not in the right headspace to appreciate something and then I come back and revisit it later and it's like oh, oh yeah man, how do I miss this like it's amazing <laughs> yep there's points where I'll go back through like the albums I have saved on Spotify and stuff or playlists and I'll check things out and I'll be like oh yeah this is actually like pretty good I'm glad I kind of like bookmarked this to go back to at some point right so yeah mm. but I've been listening to some other stuff too I've been um I've been digging in just kind of generally into kind of starting to get a little bit more into trip hop stuff actually, which I, I'm sure that'll kind of oh, yeah. please you to some degree, Zoo, because I know you're yep. definitely into a lot of that. Because um, I was, because uh, uh, Anthony Fantano, because I, I watch a lot of his stuff for, because he'll do a lot of things for like just showing off, like, oh, this is like music, he's cool, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, he was doing classics reviews and he did one of uh, Portishead's album. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it's called it, Dummy. It would be. That's that's yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Establish the Bristol sound pretty much. Yeah. No, absolutely. That and Massive Attack. Um, yeah. Well, I, th- them too for sure. Um, yeah. No, I was just he was talking about that, and I was like, man, I kind of want to check this out because I'd heard some songs from the album. I knew I knew it was a good album. It was just I was like listening through more of it. And I'm like, man, this is like a style of music I should like listen to more because I really vibe with this and. I was just listening to like a few different like trip hop playlists and stuff, with some other tracks. I mean, I've been getting getting a bit more into that. Um, I've been kind of getting a little bit more into some other rock stuff too. I've been listening through more of uh, well, kind of going back to uh, Black Pistol Fire's "Don't Wake the Riot" because yep. um, that's a great album. Oh yeah. Uh, but I've been enjoying some other stuff too. I've been just listening to, like there's like a few different like stoner rock and metal like you know doom metal type stuff that i'll listen to uh, mm-hmm. across like a, a few different kind of styles but i've been enjoying some just really there's a uh, one album a uh, group called electric octopus has called driving under the influence of jam i know them <laughs> yeah yeah they're yeah they're like just noodly little jams of cool oh, yeah. grooves and stuff i, I have a couple songs super of chill library. super <laughs> psychedelic oh i fucking love it so much um Another album in that space I've been really loving lately is uh, The Great American Death Rattle from Youngblood Super Cult. That album fucking slaps. Ooh. I don't know that one. Yeah. Should check it out. It's, uh, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's It's got a very, um, I don't know, I find some of the tracks feel a little bit, like, kind of, and it might be a turn off me for some people, but kind of, I, I don't know whether to call it, like, fuzz out or blown out a little bit, but... It's it's got a very like psychedelic kind of vibe to it still, but it's also got this kind of like really kind of like dusty, rough around the edges kind of feel to it. And I don't know, like it's hard for me to kind of describe it, I guess, beyond that. But it's it's still got like some you know really heavy guitar. The vocals are are really cool. Like I don't know the the very first track, which is the the title track for the album, it just has like a really great vibe. Like the the guitar just kind of um, has a kind of like wow 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 kind of like yeah, yeah. Um, the wah, wah. sort of tone to it, and, um, but then like it gets it gets heavy, it gets Harley. You hear them really just fucking like riffing on it and um, doing like really cool like solos and stuff like that, like that kind of um, sort of playing. But uh, like then you have like it'll go like real quiet. Have the singer come on like it just you know saying like a few kind of brief verses but he's kind of got this this really cool like sort of melody to it and like carrying that along with his voice and then like the guitars will just pick back up and then he just starts like really like yelling into the mic and shit and it's just like building up very like naturally and just with this energy it's oh it's got such a cool vibe and aesthetic it's can't recommend it enough 
That uh, that sounds like a good segue into what I was going to bring up, <laughs> which is a band that I have mentioned before, uh, specifically their most recent album, um, Mr. Gnome. So, oh, yeah, man. Um, is this that album that I'm thinking of? Uh, shit, what was the it? The Day You oh, Flew Away? My... Yes. yes. Oh, man. Okay, I, so... I have to go back and listen to more of it, but you sent that album. You while need I, to. I listened to that whole album in the day, and I was like, ooh, this is a great fucking album. Yeah. This is a great band. So I got I got words about Mr. No. <laughs> I, I, I found them in 2009, which was, oh, I think... Man. When they released, I think it was their second full-length album, and it was called Heave Your Skeleton. I still have it on vinyl, and it's Year with, like, Y-E-R, which is just, I don't know, it's better than saying it the right (laughs) way. Um, But so when I found that album, I looked it up because I saw a review of it. And you know how, like, reviews often have little soundbite blurbs from reviewers um, or, like, promotional materials? So I looked up the quote this morning because I wanted to find out what it was. But basically, this was the soundbite that somebody had about this album that was like they were using for promo. Uh, And I quote, sounds like ethereal Icelandic fairies being pummeled by concrete guitars in a dirty Cleveland parking lot. And I read that (laughs) and I was like, fuck yes. Hell yeah. I am already on board. So, okay, so Heave Your Skeleton, uh, the cover looks like the wall of, like, a nursery room if the parents idolized Salvador Dali and wanted their baby to grow up extremely maladjusted. Um, So it's, it's like, this greenish-hued painting, and it looks like like a fucking, like, post-apocalyptic wasteland. There's a horse, like, prancing through the sky, but its legs are, like, freakishly long and spider-like. Um, and then on top of that, there's sil- silhouettes of children being like lifted into the air by umbilical cords attached to crows. And one kid is just like untethered and free falling towards the ground like it's skydiving. Um, so that album is very good. Um, and to jump back, basically, Mr. Gnome is uh, a duo of Nicole and Sam. Um, and Nicole is basically their singer and guitarist. And Sam is their drummer and keyboardist. And they all kind of do like multi-instrumentalist stuff on top of that. Um, But the reason why I think it works really, really well is because they've got like a a rock kind of like heavy sound with these fantastical elements. Um, And then Nicole's vocals are like she does like that's where the like the Icelandic fairy thing comes in because she's got this this vocal that sounds almost like pixie like. But she's also singing along to like heavy ominous type rock stuff um so they're kind of like and this is this is sort of odd to say but like the musical equivalent of Guillermo del Toro's best works and I, I really mean this like in regards to Pan's Labyrinth especially because there's like a fantastical beauty to the sound of her voice like it sounds very like glass-like and kind of delicate um like the appearance of the creatures that inhabit his movies um but then there's these heavy elements and like ominous vibes that drive home that like hey this shit is like really dangerous to mess with <laughs> and i feel like they they know that because they named their band mr gnome they like leaned right into the fantastical elements um but their music has that vibe too and i really appreciate that um but yeah, and they're it, they're both the the fawn and the pale man <laughs> yeah it, exactly like or even like even like the toad right you see the toad and you're like oh it's a cool big you know mystical toad and then it tries to eat her and you're like oh this thing is extremely (laughs) maybe not fun to play with um but so that was that was the 2009 album 
which is great and i have it on vinyl and i've kind of followed them tentatively over the years just to sort of check in but uh the day you flew away is the 2020 album it's a double lp um and it's another really good cover because um do you guys know black sabbath's never say die album cover with like there's like two guys in jumpsuits with like helmet with like breathing apparatuses so okay yeah so the this mr gnome album their new 2021 is sort of like the similar vibe there's like a figure in like a cloaked trench coat or like big you know duster of a jacket he's got a helmet on which has like a breathing apparatus attached to it and he's wielding like a fucking saber uh sword um and then like surrounding all of that so like in my mind that's like the heaviness that's like the rock element but then surrounding him is this like mystical wave of clouds that are all like tie-dye colors and i'm like man they really know what they're going for um because it's such like a good representation of their sound but um this this album is just fucking great i i bought it on uh, Bandcamp, and i actually sent them a message when i bought it and said like hey i've been following you guys for a few years and uh you guys knocked it out of the park with this one and they actually responded uh, about a month later and said hey sorry for the slow response but like we really appreciated that message and i was like fuck yeah you guys are nice kick ass Um, but the two songs that i would really really recommend i mean the whole album is great like even even my wife like loves it like she was like man this is amazing shit um our insane love is the the first track that i recommend which has like it's kind of a clicky like side stick drum uh, rhythm in the background that's like um it's almost like a metronome type sound that's just like rhythmically going on and there's like these little angular guitar riffs but there's this pre-chorus and chorus build with like she's got these like soaring vocals and the melody is just fucking fantastic um but the one that i think that i initially shared to bigby um where i was like he's got to hear this album is uh (laughs) it's a fucking journey it's called space opera um, and it starts with this like super minimal vibe. Oh my god! So like I when I found this song, it, I basically played it on loop while I was running around in Destiny because it sounds like basically if you wanted to make like an Ennio Morricone scored like spaghetti western movie scene where like there's just badass shit happening and like it has a slow build up and then like the heaviness kicks in. This song is that. So it's, it starts like super minimal and she's just kind of softly singing and she's saying like, who's that man that shot my paw? I'm going to go find them all. I'm going to find you, blow you away. And she repeats that several times. And then there's kind of like this feedback of like, it builds in. And then all of a sudden these heavy guitars just start chugging along and you're just like, you can't help but nod your head to it. It's amazing. Mm. There's like this swagger to it. Steady head nodding riffs. I love it. Oh my God. They're such a good band. So that's always always something I enjoyed listening to when I was playing Destiny or and even when playing like uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Now I, I'll listen to that kind of like, stoner rock stuff like shit like um like uh, Truck Fighters and uh, yeah or like Witchcraft um yeah fuck what are some other groups uh man there's there's definitely other man whenever I go to think about it like on the spot I can't like think about it um. Another group, the Pilgrim, was they got some good stuff. Yeah. Um, theirs isn't really quite as heavy though. Um, but yeah, yeah, like a lot of stuff like that, like Young Blood, Super Cult, of course, would be another one too. Like I know just that vibe with that kind of like space setting. Like um, actually, another one too that I, I really enjoy that vibe with is uh, the Outer Worlds. When I'm playing that too, like yeah. just I don't know something about that space setting and and just listening to something like that. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's that sort well, of that's why heavy but psychedelic kind of vibe. Yes, like and that's like 100% their shit. Like, they love that. And uh, 
even like they they just feel so like self-aware of like hey this is the band that we are and we embrace it and we know what we're doing like naming it space opera like it literally sounds like a western story set in space and it's just got this like uh, it has that spaghetti western swagger to it um and they they know that and that's that's really cool that they're not just like accidentally stumbling into this they're like no we, we got this we, we know what's going they know. on they know what's yeah they going. they know and i appreciate that they know no, hell yeah. um the only other uh band that is sort of like like all of the stoner rock stuff that uh that bigby's mentioning uh for me my favorite band in that in that category because like I would say Mr. Gnome is is sort of adjacent to that. They're more like psychedelic and kind of mystical. Um, but in terms of stoner rock stuff, um, my favorite band is All Them Witches. Um, they are oh, a trio. They're they're really good. I would say they're a little different. They're not as like heavy as well. Most of the time, they're they, not as heavy. They do a lot more like acoustic and balladry stuff. But they are like right up my alley. I adore that band. They are so good. Nice. They definitely can get really heavy. Like I I still always really loved. Um, yeah. Oh, that one album that we listened to uh, a fair bit, um, and that Dougie was getting really into too. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, most recent that one? One's... No, it was an older one of their Lightning at the Door or Dying Surfer Meets His Maker. Those are like the two classic ones that I, I think, think are both great. I think it was Lightning at the Door. Yes, it yeah. was definitely Lightning at the Door. Yeah, it was uh, the track Swallowed by the Sea. It's that one that starts off really slow yeah. uh, with like. Uh, Oh, I forget what he's singing about, but it was like something on the lines of basically like, uh, um, oh, sirens. I feel... No, I don't even think it was quite that. It was something like, uh, uh, like, like kind of almost seeming to seem about like a deteriorating relationship and like someone like poisoning somebody else. But I don't remember if that was like literal or metaphorical now. Yeah. I forget the details now. It's got a really cool vibe and it's really eerie because it's kind of just like his, his voice sounds really ethereal and yeah. kind of the mix and everything with the instrumentation. It's, it's very kind of like slow and quiet and it, it's kind of got this eerie ghostly kind of feel. And then it just like, like a wave crashing upon the shore. It's just like suddenly like, just the guitars come in and they're yeah. heavy as fuck. Yeah. And it just, it's got such a cool vibe after that too. And it's, it's all instrumental after that. Yep. And that's the thing I think is kind of sets them apart. Like they're definitely a lot more experimental and kind of out there compared to a lot of the other groups. Yes. Like a lot of them it's, are, it's not always just literal for better or worse. It's often like pretty conventional to rock and metal standards. So yeah. Yeah. I, I will say like, like, like you mentioned, lightning of the door is a very good album. That oh, was, yeah. I think, their second one i know dying surfer meets his maker which was like the one that they released uh after that as like their next studio album i'm much more familiar with that and then things that like moving forward from that they released several lps uh but lightning at the door is much more it's like a raw kind of experience in that regard and i like that they um it's not just that they like they are definitely experimental the way you're, you're describing them but i really like how good they are with vibe and tone like they they set moods oh, extremely yeah. well and the tone of every instrument is like they you can tell they spend a lot of time thinking like how do we want this instrument to sound and what like mood and what do we want it to evoke just in the tone not necessarily just what we're playing although that's obviously important too um but especially that became clear on their uh, their most like their 2020 album that i shared with you guys uh, nothing as the ideal um because there's a lot of like really like if you listen with headphones, that album just has so many like rich, lush kind of sounds things going on um, in terms of the vibe and the ambiance that they're like building on top of along with the guitars and everything else. It's mm -hmm. really cool shit. 
Well, that was like uh, back on like Lightning at the Door, like the the track Romany Dagger, which really yeah. isn't a very heavy track. Like, it's almost more like a folk instrumental, really. Yeah. Like it, it has this kind of like really almost like um, like East European, almost maybe kind of like uh, yeah, like Romany kind of like uh, like cultural vibe to it, I guess. Like with, without necessarily knowing that that well. Yeah. Um, but like it, it has that kind of feel to it. And it kind of transports you to kind of like this this sort of other place and other like part of the world almost like it just i don't know yeah. it's it and the, the, that's Absolutely. on the same album as you know everything else like other tracks like um i i also really like on that album um uh when god comes back which just yeah, starts with that's a good uh, one. some some reference to a jesus snake yeah <laughs> some in the first like lyric and uh it's like this, yeah. But anyway, it's it's spoken word, but it, it has this intensity to it still, and then it just it just kicks off this like snarl really to it, badass track. It's it's rad. If That's really the best way to describe it. How it's familiar wild. are you with uh, Dying Surfer? Because like that that what you're describing with Romani Dagger, that sort of like I don't want to say medieval, but that kind of like acoustic folky vibe is most prominent on that Dying Surfer album, in my opinion, which is why I like it. Like, it's got heavy stuff like Blood and Sand, Milk and Endless Waters, the, the closing track of that album. But there's a lot more, like, just sort of introspective, like, acoustic finger-picking stuff that is uh, interspersed with these kind of, like, smoky, slow-burn songs uh, that have, like, heavy elements coming in every once in a while. But yeah, so I had uh, I posted a ch- uh, track there in our Discord chat, and yeah, uh, that's from uh, a band called uh, The Devil and the Almighty Blues, and they have I this. Have... It's got this really good heaviness to it, and that's in kind of like almost kind of psychedelic stoner rock, almost kind of like like sludge metal kind of direction. And I would say this track in particular, it's a very sort of slow burn kind of track. It's fairly lengthy, but like. It has this really good like blues tone to it that um, not a lot of the other bands necessarily play with quite to the same degree, and like this track especially, it's just I don't know it. I would say this one remind gives me some vibes of all them witches, but it's a really bluesy kind of feel to it, but a bit slower and a lot heavier. Um, I think I have listened to that album in in part at some point, because if you look at like the fans also like like the recommended artists for all them witches, they're like the number one recommendation there. Yeah, they're like the first one. (laughs) So so I I recognize the album cover when you posted it. I think I I haven't like listened to it all the way through or like spent a dedicated amount of time listening to it. So I, I, I can't like if you asked me to remember what it sounded like, I couldn't. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely seen seen particularly that album cover around, and I should give them more of a chance if you're recommending them. That's actually how I found Electric Octopus. Um, they are the third recommendation for all them witches, along with a bunch no, of other. Oh yeah, those uh, are all good really bands. great bands. Yeah, I got into it um, listening to uh, the Sword. Actually, was yeah. the group that kind of initially got me into a lot of this stuff. But then I started listening to like them, started listening to like Uncle Ass and the Deadbeats, and yeah. I mean I also like throw out like just just some shout outs. Elders really fucking good. Uh, Kaius, of course, they're yep. fucking uh, really great. They've been doing it for a long time. Sleep, of course, obviously, but I mean that's that's just a yeah. given if we're talking about this genre. Um, Mm-hmm. Electric Wizard, of course, got to talk about them. I'm just going down the list yeah. now. <laughs> I love this genre yeah. of music so much. It's just one I've gotten very, very deep into, and I, I very much, very much love it. Um, if yeah, no, it's it's good. But 
Nice. What about what about you, bees? What else we've been we've been talking a lot about our music. What other tracks? What other albums you've been listening to? Any other any other good good slappers? Um, other albums? Oh man, uh, not really albums. I just kind of find like uh, one or two singles. And okay, so uh, a little bit about me. Uh, how I like to organize my Spotify songs is I kind of like to go instead of um, alphabetically. I like to go uh, recently added I'm and just kind of play yeah. that way yeah. down that way. The top. That's the way to do it. I always do that hey. since like the iTunes era. Okay, thank you. I thought I was yeah. weird. Doing no, I, I totally normal. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, a good, it's a good way to live. Um, thank you for, <laughs> for making me feel. We're all, we're all friends here. This is this is the sort by recent date uh, support oh, group. Okay, thank you. Oh man, that, that feels so good to say and just get support for. <laughs> um, but uh, the most, uh, but yeah, the most recent stuff I've added to, uh, yeah, my Spotify. Uh, it's just a single called 24 Hours by New Rules. Uh, okay. It's, it's, um, I get, man, I wouldn't say, is it hip hop? I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, I guess you can share stuff on, in Discord. Um, copy you. Uh, but yeah, I've just been kind of listening to that. Uh, like I said early, earlier, the Selena Gomez stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, another song I've been really liking is a uh, graduation by Juice World and Benny Blanco. Okay, I've I've been uh, really loving I've that. I've heard some decent things uh, about Juice World. I haven't really listened to any of his stuff though. I kind of hate to admit it, but I I uh, started liking his music after he died, which is really shitty oh. to admit. I mean, I, okay, I, I shouldn't say that I that started liking thing, his stuff, but, but like. If you hadn't given it a like, chance before, then it's, yeah. it's fair. I mean, you can't control when you sort of listen to something. Yeah. I mean, it's still good that you're, like, appreciating it. and Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, it feels shitty to admit, but, yeah, I, I've been, like, noticing more of his stuff after he died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is just sad. But um, kind of a pat. Everybody's got blind spots, though, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, one thing I've added to recently uh, it's a sea shanty called Wellerman by oh, the boy. longest John. Oh yeah. my God. I'm so glad you broached the oh. subject. Cause I was worried I was going to sound like a massive fucking nerd if I did, because that's another thing I've been listening to a lot lately. Sea and okay. So here's, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's the thing though. And I will say I, I, at least for me, it's, I, this is not a new thing, me being into this music. And this is largely because I grew up on the East coast of Canada. And because of this, I got introduced to a lot of that stuff because traditionally that's where a lot of it comes from because a lot of it, well, part of it's like a lot of folk songs from like Ireland and Scotland that came over from people like, like, you know, immigrating and stuff and coming like way, way back in the day from there. And, uh, especially to areas like Newfoundland and Labrador and stuff, which is, of course, where my grandmother's from. Um, so, yeah, so essentially, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of that music because, I mean, e- even back then, like, I mean, Great Big Sea, of course, was like huge. Oh, God, yeah, I love the Great Big Sea. Growing up, like, oh, yeah. Um, it, it's always weird to me when people, like, outside of, 
to some extent anyways outside of of uh like the east coast like know about great big sea and like appreciate them and stuff yeah. like, to me it was always a very like of that area kind of sound and style i guess to, yeah. to an extent but because nice. i like grew up listening to a lot of their stuff like they were like the first yeah. music group i think that like i really like kind of knew as like a, a pretty young kid right to, to listen play to it was a classic um, album i actually saw them on their play tour um here at uh one of our theaters uh when they were touring that album back oh, in like 96 or whatever that album came out as very good some stuff. of it i don't i don't think is uh aged as well for me i guess listening back to some of their yeah. catalog but um some of it still holds up pretty well um i mean uh chemical worker from like their i think they're like one of their like very first albums if not the first one mm-hmm. it's, it's still a pretty decent uh track and um, yeah. What the fuck was the uh, the one I'm thinking of? Uh, River Driver. I really fucking dig that song still. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I essentially like because some of the songs they would cover would you know originally have been like sea shanties of sorts and uh, and other groups that kind of would do similar music because you know my my dad would play a lot of that and stuff. So I, I got very into that kind of style and that vibe. So yes. when I was seeing this this trend coming up of people like you know getting real into sea shanties and yeah. stuff because I saw stuff on people on Twitter posting particularly about the track you brought up Bees Weller Man <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's uh, I was like oh I haven't heard this one before oh I really like this and I started like falling into my own little fucking rabbit hole of listening to shit so like I've been listening to that uh, there's another one I found recently really like called Santiana um, Randy Dandy O is oh a fucking really hell good yeah one. I'm so glad you said that Oh, uh, you should, you should, you guys need to give me a, a short list of ones to check out because I, I, I do like sea shanties as a general rule. I like anything kind of Celtic and like folky, folksy influence. So I just don't, I don't know a ton of oh, it, but like man. I'm sure well, I would love all of it. Well, un- so, unlike... so let me. Oh, I was just gonna say, ask unlike you, oh, I'm sorry, go on, bees. Oh, I, you know, I, I've been cutting you off enough tonight. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, um, uh. The, unlike Bigby, uh, my knowledge with Sea Shanties is mostly, I've said this before, like I'm, a, I'm yeah. an Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, okay. Like, <laughs> most of my knowledge from Sea Shanties is from Assassin's Creed oh. 4, Black Flag, which is the pirate That's game. That's right. Uh, yeah. A lot of that game was conversing between like point A to point B. Like, and it's a old, it's based in the 1700s. Yeah. So like, uh, it's a normal like pirate, uh, like sail ship. So it takes a mm-hmm. while to get to these destinations. So they implemented the sea shanties uh, mechanic that, like, yeah, just goes through different songs. And, oh, yeah. oh, man, they they got some bangers on there. And Randy Dandio is, <laughs> yeah. like, top tier. That and um, What Will oh. We Do With a Drunken Sailor, top tier. Oh, God, that's classic. Right oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, I remember that's growing up listening to that Yeah, same here. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that's um, what I wanted to say about sea shanties. Now, Zoo. Yeah. Well... So, yeah, I can I can definitely send you some fucking some fucking tracks. <laughs> so that that Chieftains album that I was mentioning that I used to listen to all the time growing up was an Irish evening, which was like it was a live concert album they did. So there's like people clapping in between songs, and it was like a performance where they got together with um with like some other group. Uh, but um, what's his name from uh, the Who? Oh. Uh, What's his name? Roger Daltrey. He guests on a couple tracks that are really, oh, really yeah. good. Like uh, Behind Blue Eyes, the, the Who song they actually cover. But Raglan Road is very good. 
uh, Red is the Rose, Lily Bolero, like some classic, um, you know, Celtic uh, songs. And there's some like fiddle jigs and stuff in there. But that's a really good album. I should actually bust that out because I haven't listened to that in ages. <laughs> but the, the Sea Shanties uh, made me think of another track. So um, there's this album by a guy named Martin Green called Flit, like F-L-I-T. And this is an album that I think he did. He, he, he's I'm not super familiar with who he is, but it was an album that he did um, about, I believe, like immigrant uh, crisis and like emigration when all these these people were coming across um, the oceans in boats and a lot of them were drowning. And it was sort of to it's obviously not a very fun song. Uh, but the one that I really, really liked was Roll. Yeah, it's it's heavy material, but Roll Away um, is is a very, like, slow sort of, like, what's the word? Um, very reverent toned song about um, people who are, you know, f feeling like they have no other option than to leave their country and cross the sea for hope for a better life for themselves and their children. But it's sung like a Celtic folk song um in this sort of like slow paced um yeah I, it's it's hard to describe it's very very somber um but it has that kind of like somebody leading a mournful sea shanty vibe kind of like if if the ship had just like somebody had fallen off the ship and drowned and they were kind of like doing one to honor that person but oh, it's about yeah. it's about it's about uh, immigrants emigrating from their home country because of like war-torn situations uh but it's roll away by martin green and it features adam holmes and it's on spotify but and i only bring it up because i this song like destroyed me the first time i heard it and it was actually <laughs> like in your in my year-end spotify lists for that year i think it was like my second most listened to song i had it on repeat so often uh, very, very powerful shit. So I would recommend that. Uh, Martin Green, Roll Away, featuring Adam Holmes. Um, but don't expect to be jumping up on a table and doing a jig in a happy, happy scenario. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely doesn't sound like a, no, it's a fun time necessarily. Heavy but material, but it very like well a good done. time in the, yeah. yeah. And that's enjoyable. No, I, yep. yeah, no, like that kind of like folk music stuff I, I really enjoy especially stuff with that kind of like history to it it, it can be really interesting to, to yeah. hear um and I, I feel like i have a particular connection to like that sort of like especially places like like irish and scottish folk music like that celtic sort of folk stuff i i feel like i have a more of a connection to i guess just because of my genealogy and just yeah, sort of yeah. what i grew up with That's but fair, yeah. um like really anywhere around the world though stuff like that can be really interesting just to kind of experience and listen to yeah um um, there's another yeah. Celtic song, uh, The Hills of Knocknashi, which I think I had a track from someone named Colm, like C-O-L-M, um, that was really good, too. I'm trying to find it on Spotify, but it's it's if another, can, like, more... Like, it sounds pretty... Yeah. Interesting. I'll see if I can find it. It's probably not something I can figure out right now, but very good. The Hills of Knocknashi uh... is, like, a classic folk song. Ooh, I would love to hear it. one classic for me that I really enjoy and that has always been like a, a favorite of mine, just sort of as like songs in general that I've always really loved for a really long time. But um, particularly in this kind of like uh, Celtic folk music realm, uh, Rocky Road to Dublin is an absolute oh, yeah. classic to me. 
Oh, it's just it's okay. super good. It's just this folk song about a dude's trip from his home in Tomb, uh, I believe Galloway County is where it was originally at, uh, to, uh, I forget exactly where in England, but he, he basically goes there, and it's just about all the bullshit he deals with along <laughs> yeah. the way, basically. But it's, it's just, I don't know, it's got this really good vibe. A lot of renditions have this really nice, like, energy to, like, the, the instrumentation along with it, too. Mm. Um, the, the, there's been a million renditions of the track, mind you though. So it kind of depends on who you listen to. Some take it a little bit more traditional. Yeah. There's kind of, you know, try to put more energy behind it. The, the rendition by a group called the tossers is usually like my preferred one to kind of <laughs> nice. enjoy though. But I think all in all, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Sounds good. I've had a blast. Yeah. I think this has been a really fun time. I, I would say we could go into recommendations as, as we normally would at the end of an episode, but I think we'll kind of just bypass that for this week as we've been given a lot of shout outs already. Through yeah, I mean, we kind of already covered it with um, like a lot of music recommendations. So Go check them out. Go go expand your, your musical horizons. Yeah. Listen to some new genres. Check out some new artists. Variety is the you spice know, of life. Don't just keep listening to the same pop playlist all the time. That's my biggest break. Just, just you got to try other stuff. Get yeah. out there and exp- taste new new things. You know. Yeah, exactly. But it's been great having you on again, Zoo. It's always a pleasure yeah. to have you yeah. here. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us again. Zoo. Absolutely, kept the destiny chatter to a minimum this time. <laughs> Not you completely absent, but I, I reined it in. I did my well, best. Yeah, I think we, I we're mean... going to have you on. It's it's assumed there's going to be a little destiny. Oh yeah, I mean, I yeah. definitely could have went off for a bit, but I I held her back. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate all of all of your, your restraint. Your restraint is admired. <laughs> oh boy! Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us with good old Zoo again. Absolutely, we're always happy to have you guys join us every week here on the balcony to hang out and, and enjoy our, our lovely discussion, and. Well, I was gonna give the shout out to, to Zoo for the music, but I'll. Do you want to shout yourself out and shout out your your stuff? And that puts me I'll in let a you very, out a let very, you, very difficult let you position. Um, I will. I will say. I. Uh, I. My main music that's been used on the podcast is Blackbird Bell. But if you're into more moody electronic shit, I also have Atra Eterna. Oh. Um, which was my my main project until I uh, I started as Blackbird Bell. So if you're if you're enjoying the Blackbird Bell stuff and you want something with a little bit of a different spice, by all means, feel free to check that stuff out. It's on Spotify and Bandcamp, the same sort of channels. Uh, it's just Atra Eterna. Hell yeah. It's, and I will say, from having heard a decent bit of it, it is all very, very good work. And it's it's definitely worth, uh, worth checking out. But yeah, Atra Eterna, Blackbird Bell, Zoo, look them up on Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter, um... At Blackbird Bell, I believe would be kind of maybe the main one to follow. But I, do you have a separate yeah. one for Atra Eterna, or I, I have a separate Twitter for for um, Atra Eterna, and that's nice. that's my main my main Twitter. That's where I shit post. That's where I post my my Karute puns. <laughs> you know, Blackbird Bell is is all like the business front end oh, side yeah. of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's definitely fair. Um, but yeah, check them out for sure. Also, oh, yeah. we have a Twitter. 
at balcony underscore banter. Check us out. Go Our us good old social media manager, Invisifly, she does a good job. She posts some funny stuff. And sometimes oh, yeah. she does uh, a really good job. and I may, may, be, may be checking in on there here and there too. I, I'm not going to say which posts are me, but there's there's a few. <laughs> um, but yeah, come, come check us out. Come say hi. We'll be probably on there memeing at least if nothing else yep, so um but yeah this has been big b and i've been bees and i'm zoo i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might want to double check on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have a couple of names we'll there. see y'all <laughs> are you zoo is i think you're black usually usually <laughs> usually <laughs> You folks have a good night out there. Yeah, stay sexy, folks.